What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are firmly into the month of September. I, well, it's just the second day, but yes, of course, firmly in. And I want to take a look at which teams have the toughest schedules down the stretch. So I saw something on LMB.com that would be interesting to kind of dig into. And you're into the final month of the season. Rosters expand, even though it's only a couple roster spots. But playoff pictures are... You know, that's what's on everyone's mind. So which teams are facing the toughest road here? And, um, you know, we'll, we'll start with number one. Well, that's going to be the Padres. This is done by um, strength of schedule, okay? The win percentage of the remaining strength of schedule. So you take basically the teams that they have left to play and the win percentage of those remaining teams, basically. Um, it's a fan graphs formula. It's a combination of opponents average and then an adjustment for home and road games so the Padres are facing a 546 that's number one and that also plays into the fact that their postseason odds currently sit at 33 percent this summer just hasn't gone the way Padres fans envisioned I mean I don't think many of us saw this coming but they, they just hit a huge slump over the past couple months I mean it's not even going to get any better. This weekend, they play the Astros, and they have three more series with the Giants, two more series with the Dodgers. That's not going to make the wild card chase any easier. I mean, if they somehow make it through that tough test, they'll definitely be ready for October, or battle-tested for October, I should say, but it's not looking good for San Diego right now. Next on this list is the Cardinals. They're facing a 526 winning percentage against them. Their postseason odds are only 5.4%. Not very good. I mean, some people would say you shouldn't sleep on the Cardinals in the National League wildcard race, but I mean, look at their next two weeks. They have three games against the Brewers, four games against the Dodgers, three against the Reds, three against the Mets, three against the Padres, four more against the Brewers. They also face Milwaukee in the final week, so that means they, they have 10 remaining games against Milwaukee. 10 games in the last month against Milwaukee, and that's a top-notch pitching staff they have to face. Fangraphs does not like the Cardinals' postseason odds whatsoever. It's just not, uh, yeah, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna favor these guys. But let's look at the Rays. They have they're next on this list. They have the third toughest schedule down the stretch, but their postseason odds are 99.9 percent. They have a 521 uh, winning percentage to face, but they're basically a lock for October because they have a firm grip on the AL East. They still have a little bit of work left to do. I mean, they have two upcoming series with the Blue Jays and one apiece of the Red Sox and Yankees. But, you know, they're going to have a little bit of an ALCS rematch at the end of September. But Tampa Bay is, is going to be in the dance this year. Same thing with the next team, the San Francisco Giants. They have a 515 schedule look like looking ahead but their postseason odds are i mean this says a hundred percent i don't know if they've clinched yet so i don't know how accurate that is i mean 100 percent would mean that they've literally clinched maybe i don't know where this model spit that out from but this weekend you see giants dodgers in the bay that's obviously as big of a series as it gets the giants still have a tough 10-day stretch starting september 13 with four games against the padres three against the braves three more san diego but obviously, if you're San Fran at this point, you're at the point where you're trying to get everyone healthy. You know, I know they just had a couple guys go on the COVID IL. You want those guys, like Alex Wood, I know was on there. 
Um, you know, you want those guys healthy, and then you want to start getting your pitching rotation in shape and start deciding who's going to pitch game one and things like that. It's time to start considering that, believe it or not. Next on the list, we have the Mariners. They're facing a 5.09 win percentage against them. Their postseason odds are only 3%. They have the most remote postseason odds on this list, and they have a tough road ahead. But there are some chances they could make up some direct ground. I mean, they have AL wildcard competitors. They have the Red Sox and A's. Red Sox come in September 13 and 15, then two series against the A's near the very end of the season. But it's it's an outside shot. We'll go with a couple more. The Athletics are next. 508 win percentage against them. Postseason odds are at 24.5%. Their hopes of a division crown aren't aren't eliminated just yet. They'll have two direct shots against the Astros in you know September, late September. That's like 24th to 26th. And then right there, beginning of October, one through three. But obviously you have to take care of business against other teams first, you know. So the the A's have ground to make up, but it is possible they could still win this division. It's just not it's not likely. The Blue Jays have the seventh are tied for the seventh toughest schedule down the stretch. They have 14 games remaining against the Orioles and Twins. That could help them stay in the wild card mix, but they only have a 9.1% postseason chance. Ten remaining games against the A's and Yankees. Those games are probably going to determine whether they actually make up any ground. And last but not least, we have the Dodgers, who are also tied for seventh for toughest schedule ahead. But their postseason odds, also according to this model, are at 100%. We don't have to worry about them. As of yesterday, the Dodgers regained first place in the NOS. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um I mean, but they spent the whole summer kind of chasing San Fran, but they won last night with Max Scherzer. And even on a night where Scherzer didn't get the win, he got taken out of the game because of a hamstring precaution. I mean, this team is hitting its stride right when it needs to. And this is really when things get going in L.A. Of course, the summer matters. Of course, the early season matters. But September, October is what this team is built for. That's what they've been preparing for. They now have first place in their division. Obviously, they're going to look to hold on to it. We'll see if they do. We'll see if they do. So, you know, talking about that game last night, they they played the Atlanta Braves. And they took care of business. They took care of business. Like I said, Scherzer started. But the usual suspects, Mookie Betts, home run. You know, we haven't even heard that much from Mookie, honestly, lately. He has been hurt, but we haven't heard, like, his name up in lights as we have in previous years. He's having a down year by his standards. His 889 OPS, which is still like a career year for most guys, that's his lowest since 2017. Just goes to show you how good this dude is. So if you get him to come around and, and get hot, forget it. Forget it. He's just he's as good as anyone. I mean, Mike Trout is hurt. So if Mookie gets hot, he's the best player in baseball. I mean, there are play, players who could be playing better than him right now. But if Mookie gets hot, no one – in the league is going to be better than him. He's just the best player in baseball. But I digress. Let's do some recaps from yesterday's games. So Chris Sale took the mound yesterday, tried to stop the bleeding for the Red Sox, and he did. He, he did for the most part. The Red Sox got the win, much-needed win on what was a horrific road trip for them. But Chris Sale continued to do his thing. Six innings, two earned runs against a good Tampa Bay Rays team, and 
the Red Sox got a 3-2 victory down at the Trop. If we head out to Seattle, this is a close one. Mariners shut out the Astros 1-0. They found a way to win. Back-to-back sh- back shutouts for them in this game. And against a good team, obviously. Against a very strong Houston Astros team, 1-0. I mean, when you have a game like that, it's like it was an afternoon game. You wonder, was it were they trying to catch a flight or something? But Jake Odorizzi started for Astros. And... Um, Logan Gilbert for the Mariners. Gilbert five shutout innings. Obviously, you know, nobody in that in that um, in that staff gave up a run for Seattle yesterday. And it's not like Seattle really hit the ball. They only had three hits on the day. But JP Crawford scored the lone run of the game. And that's all they would need. Good pitching really bailed them out yesterday. That's what it is. Good pitching bailed them out. If we head to Detroit, head to Detroit. Akil Badu, you know, I talked about him a lot earlier this summer as a potential AL Rookie of the Year. I mean, we don't know if that's going to hold. I mean, but he's still having a very good rookie season. You know, he was in the middle of things yesterday. He's still leading off for the Tigers. Two for three, two runs scored, two RBIs for Akil Badu yesterday and a home run leading the way for the Detroit Tigers. You know, it's a Tigers team with a lot of young pieces in that. A lot of young pieces in that lineup, but they have good young talent. Right? Akil Badu is one of those players, and he led the way yesterday. There was plenty of offense for the Athletics, too. I mean, Josh Harrison's leading off for them. Remember him? I mean, he came over from, I'm pretty sure he was with the Nats earlier this year. But three for five, two runs scored at the top. I mean, they're one, two, and three hitters each scored two runs. Harrison scored two runs. Doug Marte scored two runs. Matt Olson scored two runs. But, you know, that wasn't totally enough because they just... You know, still gave up eight to Detroit. I wanted to give a shout-out to the guys setting the table for both teams, leadoff hitters on both teams, Josh Harrison, Akil Badu, doing special things. Starling Marte continues to to just light the world on fire. This dude is having a phenomenal season. He's now up to 320. His batting average is 320 with an 858 OPS. And we know this guy steals bases all the time. I mean, obviously, nobody's Ricky Henderson, but when you see somebody stealing bases in an Oakland Athletics uniform, you can't help but but think. But 42 steals on the year for Starling Marte. Phenomenal year. Phenomenal year for him. And uh, what a huge pickup he was for Oakland. I mean, they traded Jesus Luzardo to get him, but I don't think they're going to regret that trade whatsoever. Expect Starling Marte to get a pretty handsome deal in the offseason because he absolutely deserves it. If we head out to Minnesota, Cubs shut out the Twins, two teams that don't really have much to play for at this point. I mean, both teams are are almost 20 games below 500. But um, up there in the Twin Cities, I will just give a shout-out to the Cubs because everyone deserves some love. 3 nothing for them. Um, they do have some names in their, in their lineup that some people may not have even heard of. But... Some guys who also have been having a big year, guys like Patrick Wisdom, for example. But yesterday, Schwindel hit his eighth home run of the year, continues to have a strong season. And you know, Frank Schwindel, if you haven't heard of him, first baseman for for the uh, Chicago Cubs. But that's going to be it for today, folks. That'll do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.